So when I think about people who walk into our context, it's been fun to watch them at first be like, yeah, the music's really boring and I don't get it to all of a sudden later you see them fully enjoying being built up and grounded in the sufficiency and the satisfaction and the full complete faithfulness of Christ. And they never once mention how they're going to be, they're going to do, they promise to be. It's like, no, I can't promise be or anything. I am a failure under the law. I need Christ. And that's what changes. So when you start changing your diet from Christ is sufficient for me because of what he has done, This is why, Justin, in the covenant of grace, the new covenant, there is no you must do. There are no requirements as God fulfills them all. Therefore, those who live in under a new covenant, we love the joy of hearing what Christ has done for us. You flip this and you go to services that don't understand this perspective. And it's what you're going to do for God in music and in sermon. And the only thing they can do to motivate you is guilt you and tell you if you don't reach this emotional high, then there's something wrong with you. And even you could go into the charismatic world. It's through speaking in tongues or healings or having a word from the Lord. It's the endless pressure to hit yeah. that next level. And you can never say Christ is enough no matter where I'm at physically and mentally. He is enough. You you are not allowed to say that. Yeah. If I were going to offer a final parting shot here on like, hey, brother, what is the cure or what's the antidote mm-hmm. to this illegitimate quest for religious experience, if we're going to put it that way? If you're saying that to to be on a quest for religious experience is going to fail me, which it will, then what do you offer in its place? Mm-hmm. And I think we've already kind of said this, but I just want to be crystal clear. What we would offer in its place is a theology, a piety, and a practice that is grounded in the objective realities of Christ for us by virtue of the covenant of grace. So what do we mean by those things? The person and work of Christ, who he is and what he did, that stands outside of us, unaffected by us, that is rock solid, right? That is extra nos, outside of me. I'm always looking there, not looking within. I'm always looking to him as the ground of my standing before God, as my hope and my peace, my assurance, my confidence. You know, the guarantee of eternal life is him. And then it's by virtue of the covenant of grace, meaning it's all received. It's given to me. I receive it by faith. I don't do anything. I don't work anything. I don't render unto God anything that would then result in him showing me his favor. That's not how it works. And so we just continue to preach that and teach that. And of course, people object to it. And I don't have time to riff on this, but uh, people sometimes get concerned that if that's what the emphasis of the church is, well, people, they'll say people aren't going to know how to live. It's like, well, yes, they will, because we preach the law. And, Third use of the uh, law. Right. Right. The law is guide for the believer. We preach the law that way. But then also people will say, well, but what about the motivation for sanctification and the motivation for holiness? To which we would respond, brother, sister, with all due respect, if you want sanctified people, preach Christ. That's right. Right. right? Thank you for listening. Today's reminder is from a recent Theocast episode hosted by John Moffat and Justin Perdue. Everyday Grace is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to help support our ministry, please visit theocast.org give.